Welcome to the D. Brown Fitcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Brown, the female results coach and the creator of the Four Pillars of Simplicity. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and without further ado, let's get into it. Thanks again for checking out this week's episode of the D. Brown Fitcast. Today we're going to be talking about sleep hygiene. Before I get started though, if after you finish listening or watching this, you feel that you took something from it, please feel free to share it with somebody else that could get something from this info that we're about to share. And one more thing before we get started, um, I think I should come clean here. Uh, I should let you know that, and I mentioned this to my uh, 28 day challengers actually this morning in a video I did for them, that I wanna let you all know that a lot of times when I come up with topics for podcasts or social media posts or anything else that I put out into the world, a lot of the times it is a reminder for myself uh, just as much as it is a reminder for anyone else. Um, and with that being said, like I said, we're going to be talking about sleep hygiene and I'm going to be 100% honest with you. My sleep hygiene is terrible, 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 terrible. Um, and I have a lot of reasons that I tell myself that my sleep hygiene is terrible, but the fact is those are just really bad excuses. Um, those excuses can range from anything like, oh, I just got caught up staying up watching some sort of game to, oh, I stay up later because I have to wake Graham up to go to the bathroom uh, before I go to bed to try to prevent accidents, things like that. Um, I stay up late just because it is one of the few times um, I have to be just kind of by myself when I'm not working. Um, these are all basically just excuses uh that I tell myself for reasons that I stay up. But the fact is, I just stay up way too late um, and I probably don't get enough sleep. Um, and it probably affects my performance, my productivity on all sorts of other things that are out there. So I tell you all that to say that I am bad at this also. So I completely understand if it is not something that you have necessarily thought about or are necessarily good at yourself. Um, so with that, let me get into it. Um, when I say sleep hygiene, what am I talking about? Um, basically hygiene is how we take care of ourselves, right? We think of hygiene in terms of our cleanliness and, um, yeah, like I said, how we take care of ourselves and our sleep hygiene is the same thing. It is basically our routine around how much sleep we get, the quality of sleep we get. Um, yeah, basically how much sleep we get and the quality of sleep that we get. And a bunch of things can affect how much sleep we get and the quality of that sleep. And those things can affect a bunch of things that go on in our bodies. Um, for instance, I already mentioned uh, performance, productivity, um, but also on a physiological level, not getting enough sleep uh, can wreak havoc on a lot of different areas of our bodies. Things like our heart health, 
uh, blood pressure, hormone, hormones, um, speaking of hormones, uh, can help, can attribute to us gaining weight, um, all sorts of things that go on in our body get affected mostly by us not getting enough sleep. Now, when we're talking about enough sleep, the typical recommendations for most adults, um, quote-unquote middle-aged adults, which we'll say is anything from 40 to 60, is going to be about seven to nine hours. Now, sleep is interesting. The younger you are, so when we're talking about babies up into like early teens, the more sleep that you need to get. And then the older you are, again, that number increases the more sleep that you need to get. The way I tell my clients to try to figure out how much sleep they need as an individual is the following. Take three days where you don't have to get up for anything. Um, so this could be like a three-day weekend or when you're on vacation or whatever it may be. You want to take those three days. And what I want you to do is I just want you to go to bed um, after a normal day. So this is not, if you're on vacation, you don't want to do this, you know, when you've had, you know, a few drinks or anything like that. Um, you want to have it be as close a normal day as possible for you. So what you're going to do is then just go to bed and sleep as long as possible um, and wake up without an alarm. You want to do this for three days. Over the course of that three days, you'll average out the amount of time that you slept. So if you slept eight hours all three days, you need eight hours of sleep. Um, if you slept eight hours one day, seven and a half the next day, and uh, seven hours, 45 minutes the day after that, you can say you need around seven hours and 45 minutes of sleep. So you just want to go to go to bed under normal circumstances uh, and sleep as long as you can. See when you naturally wake up without an alarm. That'll give you, do that over the course of three days, and that will give you the amount of time that you, as an individual, need to be sleeping, okay? So the question then becomes, okay, I now know how much sleep I need to get how can I go about getting that sleep and how, or how can I clean up my sleep hygiene? One of the easiest things we can do for our sleep hygiene is a set aside the amount of time that we need to be sleeping the, that we just figured out. But then the next thing you want to do is go to bed at the same time and then wake up at the same time. That is just one of the easiest things that we can do in terms of our our body rhythms and having our bodies kind of know where we are throughout the day is go to bed at the same time every night, wake up at the same time every morning. And ideally you'll have that amount of sleep that you need. So you know that if you need eight hours of sleep and you need to be up by 6 a.m., um, then you need to be in bed by 10 p.m. every night. And you want to do that every night. We can't go too much further without also talking about the quality of your sleep. Um, and when we talk about quality, we mean 
being able to sleep through the night uh, with minimal wake ups, uh, being able to fall asleep quickly and getting into your deep sleep uh, within a reasonable amount of time. So we've got quantity of sleep and we've got quality of sleep. So quantity is just about, like I said, going to bed when you need to go to bed and sleeping, getting your right amount of time. Some other things will affect the quality of our sleep and the quality of our sleep can be affected by um, alcohol intake. You know, I mentioned you you can start drinking, you can have a few drinks and you may fall asleep uh I'm using air quotes for the people listening, fall asleep, but it might not be good sleep. It might not be quality sleep. Think of any times where you've maybe gone out and had a bit of fun and then the next day you just feel sluggish and uh, not so good, even though you maybe slept for a while. So it can be affected by our alcohol intake, uh, different foods that you eat throughout the day. When you eat those foods um, depends on, and a lot of this is very individual. So like some people can't eat too close to when they go to bed or they won't have a good sleep. Some people can't eat certain things uh, at a certain period of time before they go to bed. Um, Your caffeine intake. um, But then beyond just kind of the food we take into our bodies, Our sleep hygiene is also going to be affected by kind of how we set ourselves up um, in order to sleep. And what I mean by that is you should have a bedtime ritual. And if you're listening to this and you have young kids, particularly like, um, for instance, Graham is turning seven this week and he definitely still has a bedtime routine that we go through with him and we have it for Charles also. Um, so you definitely know what the idea of a bedtime routine is if you have children, but us as adults should also have some sort of bedtime routine. Um, that routine might include uh, just doing just like a, a decompress of the day, just kind of, I, try, I tell clients to um, think of something that they were grateful for that day, to think about what they have to do the next day, like what are the top three things that they need to get accomplished the next day. Um, It'll include, you know, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, whatever it is that you do to go to bed, um, doing that ritual in the same order every night so that you can your body knows that you are getting ready for bed and that you are starting to uh it is it is priming your body so that it knows that when you get into bed sleep is the next thing that is going to come um also playing into this kind of ritual is at night we should start kind of turning down the bright fluorescent lights and start getting more uh, natural lighting in your house. You can see right now I'm sitting under a bright fluorescent light, um, but that's okay because it's the afternoon and my body doesn't is not going to be going to bed soon. However, if it were 10 o'clock at night, it would be a total bad idea for me to be 
uh, filming this podcast right now because this light, it sends the signal to my brain that, okay, we need to be up. We need to be up. And that signal lasts for a long time. Along with the fluorescent light, it's the same thing with uh, screens. So being on your phone, um, watching TV, uh, all sorts of being on the computer, whatever it may be, um, you want to try to tone those down at least half an hour before you start to go to bed. This is why a lot of people, part of their ritual is, okay, I'm going to go read for a little while before I fall asleep. Um, and let's talk about also as part of your hygiene, sleep hygiene, the environment in which you sleep in is going to play a part in that. So for instance, um, at night, it is a good idea usually to lower your thermostat a little bit. We sleep better in cooler environments. Um, I know some people who have to sleep with a window open and some people who always sleep with a fan on no matter what time of the year it is. It just helps them to sleep. So figuring out your ideal environment um, will also help to improve the quality of your sleep. One of the things I encourage people to do is not have a TV in their bedroom. Um, and one of the reasons for that is, again, the screens, you know, having the screen um tells your brain, okay, we are going to be up. I often tell people that the only thing you should be doing in your bedroom, if you can avoid it, and in particular in your bed, is sleeping or other activities with consensual partners. Hopefully you understand what that means, right? Our bed should just be uh, mainly where we sleep. And ideally, your bedroom is also a place where you mainly sleep. Now, obviously I am actually doing this right now from my bedroom. It is not the ideal situation um, because of pandemic and working from home and all that good stuff. And a lot of people may have run into this same issue. So what I would say for that is currently right now, I am in my work area in my bedroom, which is where I have the computer set up, we our, our makeshift desk, which used to be an end table in our living room. Um, and this is the area where I do work. If I am not working, I am not in this area of the bedroom. And for the most part, if I'm not working, I am not in the bedroom at all. So my brain knows that if I'm coming in here, and particularly if I'm coming into this room at night, it is so that I can go to bed and go to sleep. Um, another thing I tell people, another tip I give people to help improve the quality of their sleep is to kind of use a journal or something to write down kind of um, things that happen during the day. Um, I mentioned the uh, three things you were grateful for, but also I would say write down maybe... Um, Three things that didn't necessarily go so well. And I mentioned uh, writing that or taking note of what you want to get accomplished the next day. 
basically what I'm getting at is basically you want to do a brain dump before you go to bed. Think about all the times you've kind of climbed in bed. And at that very moment is when you start replaying the day. You start saying, oh, I should have done this instead of that. Or this is what I, this is an email I need to respond to. Or, oh, I forgot to pick up this thing at the uh, pharmacy today. All these different things. As soon as you lay down and now you're in this cycle of just thinking of all these various things you need to get done. Part of your bedtime routine should just be sitting down and being like, okay, let me write down all this stuff that I can think of um, just so it can be out of your head. I also recommend keeping whatever you use to write it down. And I said, a notepad is good for this. I, I'm looking around for my notepad. I don't see it right now. Oh, here it is. Um, just keeping some sort of notepad and a pen next to your bed so that if you do wake up with something on your mind, you can quickly jot it down. And that way you're just kind of pushing it out of your head so that you can, you can go right back to sleep. Okay. Um, some other just quick little tips is again, figure out when the best time for you to eat is in terms of being able to fall asleep and stay asleep. Along with that, it, you want to figure out, okay, when's the last moment I should drink water or any other liquids um, so that I can stay asleep? Because for some people, if they drink too much water too close to when they go to bed, they're going to wake up in the middle of the night. So as you can see, like our sleep hygiene begins not when we like climb into bed, but it is happening all throughout the day, right? If you're trying to get X amount of ounces of water throughout the day and you realize, oh crap, I didn't drink enough water today, it might not be the best idea to just start chugging glasses of water just to say that you hit the, uh, correct number of ounces because that will affect your sleep because you're going to wake up and have to go to the bathroom a bunch of times. So you need to, our sleep hygiene, it basically starts from the moment we wake up in the morning and continues throughout the day. Everything that is happening throughout your day can affect the sleep that you get um, that night. Um, it may not be the best idea to do a big workout, you know, less than an hour before you plan to go to bed if uh, circumstances will allow it. So figuring out all these different things is going to be super important for you to improve your sleep hygiene. And I want to harp on the fact that it is figuring it out because everybody is different um, and everybody's process is going to be different when it comes to your sleep hygiene. So you have to figure out what works best for you. Um, what I will say is that there are very few problems that arises um, from getting more sleep. Um, and it is, um, unless it's affecting you, like making it to work on time, I can't really think of any problems with getting too much sleep. Um, however, as I stated before, there are a lot of problems ar that arise when you don't get enough sleep. So again, use your three days, figure out how much sleep you need to get as an individual, and then 
work out the best bedtime routine for you so that you can improve upon the quality of your sleep. All right. Hopefully this helps. Um, if you have any questions about improving your sleep hygiene, please feel free to ask. And again, if you took anything from this video or found anything useful uh, from this video slash podcast, please go ahead and share it with somebody else so that they can get something from it also. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all next week. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the D. Brown Fitcast. I'd love to hear what you think. You can comment at any of my social media channels, which can be found in the show notes below. I want to hear the good, bad, and ugly. So don't hold back unless you're leaving a review. Only leave good reviews. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you later.